what we gotta do is lay that sucker out flat and drive a stake right through his goddamn heart. Tall bastard straight down to hell. Welcome to the channel, ladies and gentlemen, the Night Watch Zone. What's going on, Kill and Coriander? Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Tonight's the night, man. We're talking about the tall man. We finally, finally have gotten to the Phantasm movies, and I am excited. This is going to be really, yeah. really fun. Um, before we get our quick takes out of the way, we got some folks in the chat, so we, let's say hello to those guys. Uh, we got my man Sunrise in the chat saying, ultimate in the hizzle. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> All right. Neil's in the chat. Neon Black reviews himself saying, the, the funeral is about to begin. Sir. Sir. <laughs> Good for nice. you, Neil. Right? Sasha Fred saying, if this one doesn't scare you, then you're already dead. The tagline from the poster. All right, man. Nice. Uh, let's see. We got Patrick. Patrick's in the chat and he says, hey, Nike, Coriander, Killian, and Jerry. What's going on, Patrick? Hey. All right. He's saying, uh, Phantasm is maybe the second best sci fi horror film in the past 40 years behind Reanimator. All right. Mm. Yeah. That's a good okay. one. All right. He says that scene scared the pat, cat poo out of me. <laughs> oh, Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he says that. Yeah. Fear the spear. All right. All right. Uh, Strange Monkey in the chat saying the funeral's about the. You guys are just saying the, the quotes. That's all <laughs> right, man. All right. Mr. Dan's in the chat. What's going on, Dan? And time for some ass kicking ice cream, man. Right. Right. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Reggie's oh, awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Neil, you think when you die, you go to heaven, you come to us. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, man. That was a good one. Flamethrower is in the chat saying, heck yes. Angry Scrim, coolest stage name ever. Right? Yeah. Oh, he's throwing out. We got some fun facts there for you guys, is. too, man. Yeah. All right. Good for um, you, right? Real, yeah, real quick. Let's get a quick take. You know how, how we how we do this, guys. Um, Coriander, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to Kill. Just give me a quick take on what you think of this movie or what it means to you. Uh, you know, this, this is a great movie. And, you know, I like to think that when I die... I'm going to be with my loved ones and I'm not going to have my body stolen, shrunken down, I'm a slave to the tall man. All right. <laughs> All right. To me, this this movie, this movie is one of those movies that it just when I first saw it years and years and years ago, it just it blew my mind. It was just so out there, all the different things that were thrown into this movie. And it worked. It really, really worked. It scared the crap out of me then. Um, it's still effective today. This movie is is 40 years old, 42 years old. So how about you? How about you, Kill? A, a quick take for you. Well, you, you know, it's funny. Um, it's been a while since I've seen this movie. And, and I actually kind of realized I've never seen this movie until now, start to finish. Um, of course, there were like plenty of things that, that I remember or that have just kind of sunk in through just pop culture. Uh, but yeah, like watching it, it really felt like, man, all right, this is this is different. It's and it plays with expectation. 
Yes. Uh, because it was not exactly what I thought. And honestly, and I hope I'm not jumping too far ahead, it felt like a Steven Spielberg adventure movie that was dark as hell. Because okay. you know That's you had you, you had a ch- the right. child protagonist who yeah. saw something he wasn't supposed to see. Shots out silver bullet, you know, and yeah, right, you know. But yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, real quick too in the chat. Uh, let's see, we got Doomsday's in the chat saying, "Sup, everyone, fear it up." There you go. Right. All right. Uh, Flamethrower saying, um, this movie is the reason why I'm getting cremated when I pass away. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> nice. Patrick saying, I think the Jawas from Star Wars come from Phantasm. Yeah, and there, there's a little story about that too, man. Absolutely. We're going to try to get into that as well. Um, let's see. What else we got? Neil was saying, this movie proved that a very brightly lit mortuary can be creepy as fuck. Absolutely, yeah. man. There's no doubt yeah. about that. All right, guys, you know what we're going to do. We're going to get ready for our intro, get finished getting set up. So for you guys in the chat, for you guys watching the replay, sit back, relax. Boy. You play a good game, boy. But the game is finished. Now you die. Consider this home, no killing the vibe in the night watch zone. Xenomorphs hype when the lights come on. Hit a like and subscribe and the show might blow. Go viral, no COVID. It's a spiral emotions, hand on the Bible. Only go sign on the dopest of vitals. Better tune in, yeah, you know it's vital. From Swatch to negative, Kane Hodder, Corey G down to Harry Potter. Shit's the Gorny Weaver, love the night watch zone. Come with me to the night watch zone. That's <laughs> that's a bad scene, and you know it. You know yeah. it. Oh man, my man Eric's in the chat saying, "I've yet." Holy shit, Eric! He says, "I've yet to see a single Phantasm movie." However, I love Don's movie Bubba Hotep. Yeah, you do. And Eric, you gotta wow. watch Phantasm, man. You really, wow. really do. Holy crap, man! Like tonight, this weekend, you need to watch that, man. Um. And we got a real man in the chat. What's going on? Welcome to the chat. Nice to see you. Welcome, welcome. Saying, I own the entire series in my video library. I love how there's never any definitive answer as to whether what we're witnessing is actually Mm -hmm. happening or simply a dream. Yeah, man. And we're going to talk about that as well. It's really crazy. But um, that's some of the greatness of this movie. Let's start this thing off. Coriander, I'm going to start with you um, since you're, you know, more of a professional on this. Oh, stop um, it. As if. Th- this 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 movie um you know came out in 1979 from Don Coscarelli. Um and it starts off and it's just really weird right off the bat, man. You see the the mortuary, the funeral home, yeah. whatever, and you're like, "Okay, what's going on?" And then next thing you know, you see these two out in the cemetery 
um, with Kathy Lester here. What were you thinking in the beginning of this movie and how all this played out with poor old Tommy? Well, uh, it starts out, you know, pretty creepy because, like you said, you see the mortuary. And then, you know, it's I, I don't really understand why people like, I guess because it's quiet and no one's around, supposedly. That you go and have sex in a cemetery, but I don't get it, you know? Well. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. but it was, yeah, it was a great scene because he got his, you know, his, his he had his fun and she got hers, you know? And because mm. you obviously see that she changes into the, you know, am I good? Can it's I all say in. that? I don't, yeah, what? okay. Because I don't want, yeah. well. Spoilers, right? Because I don't this, wanna, like, uh, Well, let me stop. Hold on. Stop, stop, stop. Hold on. This is all spoilers. <laughs> so, Eric, you're in the chat. He usually says spoilers don't matter. So, all this is spoilers. But this right. is the beginning of the movie. This is the first thing in the movie anyway. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, like you were saying, she she obviously shapeshifts into yeah, the tall she man. Does. Yep. And that was a crazy scene because you're like, holy shit. You know, what the fuck's going on here? Mm-hmm. Right. Instantly, it begins. Like, what is going on? Right, right, right off the bat. Kill, what did you what did you think of this scene? What were you what were you thinking? <laughs> this is being the first time you've really watched it, watched it. Uh, well, you know, I agree with Coriander. Like, look, I know you, I know guys, I know you might want some sex. But don't 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 go to don't go to the cemetery. You think, "Oh, no one's around cuz they're all dead." <laughs> no. Don't do it. And and can I just say, you know, you got this hot blonde and then all of a sudden she turns to the tall man i see what you're doing tall man you a freak because you could have killed you could have killed tommy anytime you wanted to but you you, you had fun the scene was very interesting and like coriander said it kind of you know hits the ground running and i'm sitting right. there wondering what the hell is going on and you know, at first I was like, "Is you know, what was he? They were they just showing the tall man's face, or did he shape shift?" And then I, you know, you put two and two together. Okay, he shape mm-hmm. can shape shift, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was it was messed up. It was very <laughs> messed up. That's what I was trying to get to. It was very messed up. Uh, real quick, too, Strange Monkey is saying, "I remember rumors going around a while back about Phantasm getting remade, and people kept suggesting Tony Todd should have portrayed the tall man." Mm. I, you know, I think I heard, I, I think I heard something about it getting remade too. But you know, just like a lot of classics, I usually err on the side of just, just let it be. Phantasm, Phantasm, yeah. Phantasm came from a specific time period and even though it transcends that time period what i mean is it doesn't look like a movie that was made in 79 per se and that's because it's so surreal but there's some reasons why it's so surreal and i think that's what gave it its look and i think if they remake it it's not going to have the same soul to it you know if if that makes if that makes any sense right 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 um let's see uh patrick Feeding the flames for remakes. Talking about Doug Jones or Andy Serkis would be good picks for the tall man. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we got Lord Ron in the chat saying, boy, hello, Nightwatch, Corey, and, and Killian. I've watched this movie 60 <laughs> times and still don't know what's going on. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> Strange Monkey saying, I agree. Phantasm should never be remade. Yeah, yeah. exactly, man. Exactly. Real man saying, has anybody ever noticed how Sam and Dean from Supernatural are incredibly similar to Mike and Jody and Phantasm? That's a good point. Ooh, oh, nice. that is, yeah. Very yeah. good point. 
Yeah, that's I a good like point. That. So oh, yeah. we see that 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 Tommy gets killed, and you know we don't know anything necessarily about it. But then it basically cuts to uh, two two of our three main leads, um, Jody and the great Reggie, Reggie. played by Re- played by Reggie Bannister, the greatest ice cream man in the history of movies. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and they're basically talking about, you know, they can't believe that that their friend Tommy is dead and so forth. But while they're talking and I guess, you know, they're here for the funeral and all those types of things, you see the third person of the Trinity in this movie, Michael, who's basically spying and, and, and just checking things out. Um, Reggie had said it was a good idea to leave your brother home so he couldn't, you know, he didn't have to deal with the emotional turmoil of all of this. Coriander. They at, just at this, lost their parents too, not that long ago. Right, and I was just about mm-hmm. to say, what, what did you think of this scene? And, and you can talk about the parent thing too. Yeah, because I loved it. You know, because yeah, like you said, you get introduced to Reggie and Jody, and mm-hmm. yeah, you find out that that was like their best bud, and they don't, mm-hmm. under, they don't understand what happens, and and then of course you see those guys. You know, they put the casket where it's going to get buried and they all leave and and then yeah that crazy scene where jody sticks around and is still watching and the tall man just yep yeah i'm sorry yep mike hangs out and is still watching with his binoculars and shit and yeah yeah, he sees the tall man just because it took six of those guys i think it was six to take that coffin and put it where it had to be and the tall Mm. man just picked it up like it was nothing like a loaf of bread and just stuck it in the back of that purse and yeah that was crazy because it's like wow this guy is badass and what the fuck is he you know right yeah exactly as soon as you saw that you're like wait a minute because we all know yeah. that when you have pallbearers you know you've got at least you know six of them sometimes even more so when he lifted it like that and just kind of just threw it in there like a sack of uh, donuts or whatever it's like oh crap <laughs> kill at this point and yeah and then jody is basically like okay i'm gonna go in for the proceedings um you know of the of the funeral and so forth and he's walking around in that mausoleum that's a creepy ass place man what were you thinking at that point kill and we know what eventually who eventually comes <laughs> behind him yeah it was creepy as hell. oh shit <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was creepy as hell because you know he's hearing these sounds yes. he's in uh, mausoleums already are are kind of unsettling you know i mean it, they can be beautiful and obviously you know you miss your loved ones etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. but he's hearing all these weird sounds and he's walking around and and he, you know you're going up right around a corridor and a corner and then all of a sudden you get that hand on your shoulder Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. You know this this tall guy, sir. sir. You know? yeah. Um, sure yeah, that 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 scene was creepy because as I was yeah. watching it, I didn't, I couldn't remember what was going to happen, but I knew right. something was going to happen. So it was the right. anticipation of yeah. you know the buildup, like oh, what's yeah. going on, you know? Yeah, because he's he's like walking around, and and this place is like bigger than Disneyland yeah. because right. there's like eighty thousand turns and twists. And, you know, credit to these guys, they only had $300,000 for a budget, right? But the cinematography, the way that the camera moved, especially in, in scenes, you know, inside of the mausoleum, it's just crazy because you get such such a big 
vibe, a feel of it. There's almost like it's endless, like a, a maze. And mm-hmm. then, of course, like you said, Angus comes right behind him and puts their hand on him. And even when I first saw this movie, and, and of course, this was years and years ago as a kid, so I didn't really know who the tall man was. As soon as you saw Angus, you're just like, he's a bad mofo. You know, you could just tell just the way that he talked, the way that he looked and everything. So it was like, wow, what presence that he had. Um, but Coriander, let's go f- further in the story. And I know you love the car. I know you love the car. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah, you So do. much. I wish I had it, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, you and me both. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but we, we, we realized that um, they talk about the parents uh, being dead and that yeah. Jody is taking care of Mike. He sees one of his friends who's, you know, basically came out of town and all that type of stuff and said, you know, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm taking care of the kid. Um, mm-hmm. And and Jody plans to send Michael uh, off with, with their aunt, you know, and uh, because he just, the responsibility is a big burden for him. What were you thinking of this scene and also when Michael goes to visit grandmother? You know, the... <sighs> Jody and Mike have quite the connection and you can mm-hmm. see because I mean he follows them everywhere and mm-hmm. he's all like you said he goes to this you know this like fortune teller lady and mm-hmm. you know she like tells him well she, he keeps asking you know Jody says he's gonna leave and you know he's gonna leave me behind but he's in this woman was like oh you know don't worry well her daughter well this chick whoever that young girl is like talks her granddaughter yeah yeah and she was Mm -hmm. telling it the kid that you know mike there that you know he's gonna take you and and he mentioned about you know what he saw in the cemetery and it's almost like it's almost like she didn't really talk much about that right yeah well well let me let me say something too and and i I don't want to necessarily give it away but right from this point in the movie i think they're basically they're basically letting the cat out of the bag because the uh the granddaughter was saying things like don't fear it you know don't fear you only it's a reflection of what you put out there you know what i'm saying in other words if you have a lot of fear you know in your heart in your mind you're going to project that wherever you are and right before michael left because he put his hand in the box and the box disappeared and all that stuff the girl explicitly said you see it's all in your mind you get what i'm saying so so right in the beginning of the movie and it's and it's just thrown out there just boop just a quick little line but i think that that really sets up the whole idea of this movie so from there, and, and Kill, I'll throw this to you because, you know, I know you love music as much as we do. You see where Reggie and Jody have this really cool friendship and Reggie comes over and he's got his guitar and they're sitting there just, <laughs> you know, just doing a little jamming out. Personally, I'm going to tell you, I, I enjoyed this moment because it's building the characters and they really do seem just like. They seem like two guys you could just hang out with. What What were you thinking, uh, you know, of, of, of things at this point as far as these characters being built up as friends? I'm glad you brought this up because I love this jam session. Anytime nice. a movie, anytime a movie takes takes five minutes to like, hey, we're gonna do something that will give you more character background or a relationship yes. background, but it's not really propelling the overarching story. Yes. But I gotta say, 
he could sing like they, they yes. were i mean they could play they both played the the, the six strings well man i, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it and and, it, and yeah. it did show like wow these guys have time invested these guys yeah. for one for one this scene that's not the first time they've done this right you know yeah, that's right. not that's not the first time they've jammed out mm-hmm. and you can see that they're just buds man so it really yeah builds that relationship for me as a viewer because oh man there's time here there's there's feelings there's you know brotherhood there whether it's jody and michael or reggie jody and michael but there's mm-hmm. they're a unit and and yeah. it, it was it was very and it even harkens to things at the end with reggie saying certain things and it's like man i feel that so yeah 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 no it's a that's a good point i'll be honest i I didn't know that i would go into this as much as as we are but it really does make you invest into the characters and so when things are happening you're like right there with them you can tell that these guys are good guys uh and they're friends and they actually have love for each other and and you don't i mean i'm not saying you never see that in horror movies because you do but you don't see it a lot and you definitely don't see it in a movie as odd and strange as this movie. <laughs> you know, a lot of times odd movies or weird movies, they don't have time for a lot of heart and emotion. You know what I'm saying? But there were at least two or three scenes in this movie, one being near the very end where you actually, you know, the heartstrings were being pulled a bit. And I appreciated that. Uh, Cor- Coriander, before I get to you, I'm just going to catch up in the chat because these guys, they're working hard. Um Neil was saying, and, and I agree with this, this movie may transcend its time, uh, but Reggie is definitely stuck in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. You got to love Reggie. Uh, and Flamethrower saying, now that I think about it, The Undertaker stole a lot of the tall man's gimmick. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. <laughs> it is such a good point, man. Shout out to Mean Mark Callis. Um Phil is in the house. What's going on, Phil? Nice to have you here. Hey. From Phil's Creepy Videos. Nice to see you, man. And he is a Phantasm fan. I knew that. Uh, Sunrise is back in the chat uh, saying, what did you think about this film regarding the awkwardness of the government police not seeing and acting what was going on? Well, you know, again, and and when we get to near the end, I think what we're going to talk about will answer a bit of that, too, you know? Uh, Strange Monkey saying Reggie is all about the ladies and the ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, But yeah, Coriander, the next next thing we want to do is we want to get to that scene. And I love this scene so much because it's just weird as fuck, man. Michael is walking down the street just doing his own young guy type of thing, young kid type of thing. He's not worried about nothing. He's just walking. All of a sudden, he looks across the street. Reggie's across the street. And who's walking down the street, Coriander? Who's walking? The tall man <laughs> tall himself. Man. In broad right? daylight, right? And he yeah. just stops right there. What did you think of this scene? How did it hit you? It's creepy, you know, in his walk. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got a just a weird-ass walk that just mm-hmm. makes him even more creepier. And yeah, yes. I mean, the, and when Reggie opens up the... The ice cream part, you know, where he keeps the ice cream where it's all frozen and yes. that nice cold air comes out and he's like, yes. yeah. He was like not for it, really, because, you know, towards the end, I guess we, we all like see into where he comes from and we find shit out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a creepy ass scene. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is very creepy, man. Very, very creepy.
Now, Kill, we also see that scene where uh, Jody is just chilling out. You know, he's a young guy. I think he's like 25 years old. I think they said in the movie, somewhere around there. He goes to the bar. He's just chilling. And of course, he sees that lady from the beginning of the movie. And, and that's, again, Kathy Lester. She's known as the lady in lavender uh, in this movie. And he's figuring, hey, man, I'm going to have a little fun, too. He goes out into the cemetery and things are looking good. Fortunately for him, <laughs> Michael is there. And then <laughs> Michael hears and sees some weird shit. What were you thinking in this scene, Kill? Uh, thankfully, uh, Michael heard heard and saw some weird shit because right? he would have he would have got exactly what Tommy got. Right. Uh, but but once again, you know, the tall man he he's a freak. You know, and he's just like, hey, you know. <laughs> but 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 once again, it w- it was a build up because you know you're following uh, Mike, and he's hearing stuff here. He's hearing stuff here, and then he's seeing yeah. stuff. And he did the most realistic thing anybody would do. <laughs> He ran his ass yes. off. Yes. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. brother, you're, you're half naked here with the blonde. Excuse me. I'm, I'm just yeah. screaming. It was great. It was great. And running. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and Jody, Jody did what you know any good brother would do. I mean, he's you know yes. he, he's he's busy right here, but he's like, oh crap, there's my <laughs> my little down. brother. Let me don't move. Do not move. You stay right here. I got. I just gotta go check on him. Give him these car he keys. Ran him down, and man. I'm coming back. Yeah, he did. Right? Yeah, man, he ran him down. And then, of course, you know, let's get to a bigger scene here too. Coriander is when Michael dis- and I told you this too, Coriander. When Michael decides to go back to the mausoleum at nighttime, I mean, it's pitch black. I'm talking zero dark thirty at least. He goes yeah. inside alone he's walking around this kid he's either he's, got balls. The, he's either the, dumb, the dumbest kid of all time <laughs> or the gutsiest kid of all time and maybe something yeah. in between but what did you yeah. think of these scenes because we know eventually uh what he saw you know what were you thinking how all this came together yeah i mean this is like one of the best scenes because mm-hmm. we get to see this one of the spheres and yes. yeah i mean I had never seen anything like this, and right. when that when that like caretaker grabs him and they're struggling, and that spear just hooks right onto that caretaker, and mm-hmm. yeah, it latches on and screws that bolt in his head and starts mm-hmm. squirting out his brain, well, his blood and just mm-hmm. inner juices. It's like yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talk about you know the the the. The gross factor, man. I had I had never seen anything like that either. Man. Right. It was um, awesome. Real quick in the chat, and then I'll get your thoughts on that scene, Kill. Um, Dan was saying, the days of kids meandering around aimlessly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sunrise saying, uh, a lot of people forget Angus was used in the subspecies series. Oh, that's a good fun fact, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, the OG tall man Angus kept his role even after diagnosed with a terminal disease. Yes, he respected oh, wow. his fans, no doubt about yeah. that. Right up, right up until the end, man. Right up until the end. Yeah. But Kill, what did you think? What did you think about that scene and how how it all worked out? I I, I didn't think it was a smart move for him to go at, at nighttime. But mm-hmm. it, like I, like I said, it, he feels like one of those. You know, I know this was done in '79. Mm-hmm. He feels like one of those '80s child 
protagonist in like the mm -hmm. Spielberg movies or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and yeah, he does have balls because I wouldn't have did that. Right? Uh, but no, it was very interesting. And apparently, Mike has the sharpest teeth in the world because when yeah, he's grabbed man. by the the caretaker, he, bit he his bites hand and hand. he draws blood. So either yeah. Mike has you know shark teeth or he really wanted to get away from that caretaker. He really did. <laughs> He's, he's, he, he's, oh, he's man. Not, yeah, yeah, boy. Hey, can I say something? <laughs> and, and, and this, this review, you guys watching, you know, we're live and this is not scripted. We're just going for it. But I don't think words can really do this scene justice because Mike had just seen some guy get his innards sucked out by a, a sphere. Okay, that's number one. That's, that's on the real, right? A, a fly, a flying sphere. Flying, right, yeah. right that's weaponized okay so he's just standing there in shock and then your boy he just i loved the way angus walked into this scene into this shot he kind of walked sideways and then just turned to face him and he's just standing there credit to michael credit to michael because then he just kind of turned around uh to look at angus and it was almost like a stare a uh, standoff you know what I mean? And it's funny because Angus did this a few times where he just stood there. And to me, that is so creepy because it's like, what is going on? You you, you guys agree you with that? The first move. Yeah. Yes. What? Well, well, well you, you know what else? Like, as he, you know, he turns around, I'm watching this. I'm like, is Mike walking towards him? And he is walking yes. towards him just and so Angus he can cut towards him. Yeah, just so he yes. can cut right, right here. Yes. And I'm sorry when Angus starts to run and the yes. music kicks in, <laughs> yes. and it's just like da, 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 da. I'm like I'm like whoa because he's running so erratic and weird and he's so tall and lanky. I'm like, yes, dude, guys in the chat, have you ever had someone really run after you? Have you ever had an older <laughs> brother or a younger brother? And I mean, really. The fear that you feel, like you're playing freeze tag. Ah, don't touch me. You know, like seriously, if you want to experience what Mike went through, ask someone, hey, chase me as hard as you can. So, you know, you're, 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 so in other words, what you're telling the audience is you're re reliving those days when we played yes. freeze tag. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry it's, about it's that. Scary bro. stuff, folks. I'm sorry. Scary man. stuff. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Dan was saying Mike has steel balls too. He sure did. There's no doubt about that, man. But yeah, that scene is crazy, man, because Angus is running at him, and it's again the music and and the cinematography and Angus. And again, credit to Mike too, um, because he sold this movie, man. Credit to Mike, yeah. Michael Baldwin. Um, and he he was just great in this lead role. And we just talked um, a couple weeks ago about Danielle Harris uh, being a young child actor in a movie where you pretty much are, are the lead. You know what I'm saying? And even though uh, Michael Baldwin is a little bit older than Danielle was in, in uh, Halloween 4, still, he's a young actor. And I think he did a hell of a job. Yeah. And he really did. Yeah, but. Did. He runs, he shuts that door. And I love the way the camera work was because Angus is right behind him and he shuts the door and it looks like he shut it just in time. And of course, you know, they yeah. little like a little camera trick. But then you see <laughs> Angus's hands okay. going like that. And Michael did what I would have done. Cut that son of a bitch up, man. He cuts those fingers off. And, you know, again, he's a smart kid because he took the evidence. He took the evidence yeah. because he knew his older brother 
Um, believe him. Wouldn't believe him, you know. Sorry, Kill. But older brothers, you, we need <laughs> we, we need evidence, okay? We need to see the real proof. And it was a cool little scene, though, for real, because Jody looked in the box. <laughs> he had this look on his face. He's like, okay, I believe you. <laughs> it's like you're dead. Yeah, he, was, right. he, he, he was really cool about it. He's like, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, so that just yes. happened. Yes, Coriander. What did you What did you think about that when when uh, when Jody was like, "Okay, I believe you," and and the fact that Michael brought the evidence. That was so smart because yeah, he yeah. kept telling Prior. I keep hearing things, seeing things, stuffs coming after me, and he's not believing him. So he right. was smart to take that finger mm-hmm. and yeah, show him. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, real quick too in the chat, Sunrise saying. I've had a crackhead run at me, and my heart dropped, and fight or flight went into play. <laughs> oh, wow. I bet it did, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil saying, I shot my brother with a pellet gun one time and had to run for my life. It was then that I knew <laughs> true fear. <laughs> I bet. That's awesome. Yeah, that's nice. Awesome. <laughs> oh, God, that's too funny. Uh, let's see. Sunrise saying, Mike Baldwin, as well as Reggie Bannister. And Don Coscarelli should be honored for their dedication, not only to these films, but to horror history as well. True enough, man. I mean, yeah. the, the, you know, the franchise ran 40 years and that's that's pretty awesome. You know, yeah. it really is. Um, and, and, and again, we're going through the whole franchise, so this is going to be a lot of fun. It really is. But just to get to a, a couple of other moments before we get to the finale here, I'll throw this uh, to you, Coriander. When Jody basically said, I'm going to go and check out the mausoleum and see what's going on. And he has um, Mike stay with his friends. That scene where Mike looks at the picture and sees that it's the tall man and and he turns to look at him. I was just like, this is some creepy, as as Killian would say, this is all nightmare fuel. You know, it really is creepy shit. What what do you, what did you think about it? Yeah, this brought me back to, back to it. You know, when yes. that kid was flipping mm. through the book and that happened. I love shit like this. Yes. Yeah, it just tells you that this motherfucker's been around for a long fucking time. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, it, yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, we also had that wonderful scene with the finger that had turned into the insect. Oh, God, and this is right. And, and, it, and it was funny because at this point in the movie, Reggie, you know, was kind of in and out a little bit. But this is where Reggie kind of came in. Uh, full bore, you know, for the last third of the movie. But it was kind of, and I know this sounds weird, but I don't know how how it hit you guys. I'll throw it to you first, Kill. But it was kind of a funny scene to me, though. It was almost like dark humor, you know what I'm saying? Because they're moving around trying to hold this thing and they're trying to put it into the garbage uh, disposal or whatever. What did you think of this scene? It was just a crazy scene, you know? Oh, I laughed. I was just like, this feels like something from, like, the Gremlins or something. Yes. Uh, Yes. But yeah, I mean, and 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 I love that this, you know, from this point on, one for the most part, Reggie is in there, and he's, you know, yeah. pulling his weight too. So yeah, I mean, once again, the tone of this movie is, in, and I mean this in a good way, is kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. but in a good way because that yeah. scene could have been played very straight, but yes. you know, but they they went for a little bit of a more comedic route, which I yeah. appreciated. And, you know, it's interesting because someone in the chat, I think it was Patrick, was talking about this being one of the best sci-fi horror movies of the last 40 years, maybe only second to Reanimator. But in Reanimator, they had that scene with the with the cat, which was very reminiscent. So 
you know, hey, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's so many great moments um, in this movie, so many creepy moments. Uh, Angus is just creepy as hell. And and the thing about it is he doesn't have any makeup on. He's not doing anything that's really weird. He just has a suit and he's kind of tall and he's very, very imposing. Um, yeah, but, the way he moves. But yeah, the way he moves, the way he talks and stuff. But once we get to um, that scene where the uh the dwarves attack michael when he's in the car with it, with the two ladies who are basically looking after him that was a crazy scene too man because yeah, and poor poor michael man he's always like either ejecting himself or getting ejected out of vehicles <laughs> it's like this kid i mean he needs some 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 workers comp or something i mean he's like it's crazy shit man but but it's all so surreal it's 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 foggy outside you notice there's no other traffic on the roads. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a lot of lot of crazy stuff going on. But once we get to the finale, once all three of them get back into the mausoleum, they had thought that Reggie was a goner because the ice cream truck had got turned over and stuff, but he basically was just hiding out. This is where it even gets weirder. Like the movie is weird, but this is where it gets even weirder. What were you thinking of this part, Kill? Especially when they find that room full of the canisters. Man, look, when they found the Apple Store room, uh, <laughs> I, I was like, "What? What is this white room? <laughs> Very yes. minimalistic. You got yes. the the two metal pillars there, and you got all these black." canisters like what 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 is going on and yeah man it was it was freaky and and shots shots out to mike again Mm -hmm. he's like look i I got balls of stone here and i'm just gonna put my hand through these things and peek it to you know hell or hellscape or another planet another world (laughs) where where, where the the event horizon went yeah, Tatooine, you know, with with, you know, with the Jawas oh, there. Oh, you know, nub nub and all that, you know, like you know, this kid, he he knows no fear, and like you were saying, he's yeah. getting ejected from stuff. He's he's blowing the holes in his door to get out. Yeah. This kid is yes. eventually going to become the fall guy. Shouts out to Lee Majors. Like, you know, <laughs> something like MacGyver or something. Yes, MacGyver, yes. You know, this this kid, you know, he's he's crazy in the best possible way. But yes. when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is this this is now is going into heavy sci-fi now cuz that's a poor. Yes. yes. And I'm I'm just like, wow, all right. I, and honestly, once once again, I forgot all about this stuff. So mm-hmm. I, when I'm watching this, I was like, "What is going on?" But right. in a good way. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and before I get your opinion on that scene, Coriander, I'll just uh, get back to the chat here. Uh, Sunrise was saying, "I know we're discussing the first film, but but this series was the first to introduce the multiverse." It's a good point, man. Very good point. Uh, and saying that, have you heard that J.J. Abrams was working on a reboot? I'm both excited and worried as hell. Yeah, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm it'll, worried. It'll have a bunch <laughs> of lens flares. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of lens flares on the on the spheres, right? No, man. I, you know, again, look, anything can happen. Anything is possible. You know, it could turn out to be a good thing. 
but I'm just leery of certain movies from back in the day because they do have a certain vibe to them that is uh, that it's from its time, you know. So, but um, but anyways, but Coriander, what did you think of that scene when they were in the room and saw the uh, the other dimension and so forth? That shit was crazy. And before mm-hmm. the scene, can I just say too when you know Mike escaped from the house and grabbed mm-hmm. that beautiful car and went to get his brother Jody. And they're cruising mm-hmm. down the road, and they got the hearse following them. And there's yeah. like no one's driving it, and they shoot it up, and it crashes. Yeah. And it comes to find out that it's their friend Tommy. Yeah, they shrunk down, and they had <laughs> friggin' Reggie come with his ice cream truck. And yeah, I lo- <laughs> he said, so "Reggie, funny. bring your truck." <laughs> yeah. So Reggie gets there, and he's like, "Hey, man, this thing's not gonna get stuff all over my ice cream." And uh, I just <laughs> love that part. Reggie is. Yeah, Re- fucking awesome. like, like Neil said, Reggie is all about that ice cream and the ladies, man. <laughs> Shout know. out to Reggie. But, right? but this, scene, this scene was so surreal. And like you guys were saying, it really starts to touch into sci-fi. But it's so weird because you weren't ready for it. Like when I first saw this movie, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But not in a bad way, you know? Right, and right. I think, again, it's, it's not credit. Not only that, uh, but when... I'm sorry, but when they pulled Mike out, he was like mm-hmm. hot, smoking hot. Yeah. So that just tells you that this tall man likes his place fucking like an oven. Yeah. Well, so yeah, or crazy. that, or yeah, yeah, or that's where he's from. Yeah, and and yeah. and you're just thinking, why? What's going on? And so then you know they pulled Mike out, and it was like he was you know in a different dimension, and then all of a sudden the lights turn off, and I'm like. Yeah. Oh wow! That it was almost like a conventional horror moment. You know what I mean? The lights turned off. I'm like, oh, okay. Now we, I understand this. I know what this means, right? Nope. Because all of a sudden the lights turn back on, and like Reggie is still in the room, but you don't see Mike. You don't see Jody. So I'm thinking that Mike get pulled into the portal. Nobody knows, right? And then my man Reggie, played by the great Reggie Bannister, he's like, you know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm gonna tune. I'm gonna tune up the band, but they do show that scene where he was jamming out, and he used a tuning fork on his guitar. And I thought, again, just little things like that were just so cool uh, to me. But once he activates it, all of a sudden you hear this big, this like boom, like almost like a sonic boom. And all of a sudden, like it's like a goddamn hurricane in the room, and it's pulling the canisters like a vacuum into the portal. And they're going into the portal, and you can hear them. Shroom, shroom, shroom. And Reggie's trying to get the hell out of the room and barely makes it. So then I'm thinking, okay, where, where's Mike? Where's Jody? Come to find out, they're outside. Again, it's like a damn hurricane outside. You don't know what's wow. going on, man. It's really weird, right? And then um, Reggie goes outside, and he sees the lady in lavender laying on the ground. And it's like, uh, what? And and so you don't know what's going on, and sure enough, we know who it is, and the tall man stabs Reggie, uh, killing him right there. And it's like, what? What? Who, what's what's going on? It's it's just so friggin' weird. What were you thinking of this scene, Kill? How how that all played? I man, it it, it all was happening so fast, and and the only thing I was concerned about is Reggie. I was like, right? oh no, not Reggie, yes. <laughs> right? Know? But yeah, and then you know you see the tall man, and yeah, it was it was it was it was a lot going on in a small window of time. 
Uh, but very, very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Coriander? Yeah, it was a bummer. You know, it's like at least a viewer, you know, that bitch is trouble. And once Reggie was going towards <laughs> her, it's like, fuck, man, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, and once they realized, you know, uh, Jody and Mike that Reggie got stabbed, they're like, oh shit, and they ran right to him. And yeah. And crazy. and when they well and they knew he was he was dead and they're running away and then all of a sudden you see the mausoleum like f- like almost evaporate it was mm-hmm. it's so it's so goddamn surreal it's not even funny um, let me like catch up to the when chat. They hit those those things that like made it go into reverse and it sucked the house yes. up into that the planet or wherever the fuck the tall man's from that's that's what I'm <laughs> thinking too. Uh, Neil talked about uh, phantasm meaning illusion or apparition. The movie can be interpreted as one long nightmare, or you can view it as part reality and part dream. Yeah, that is the beauty of it, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my man Sunrise uh, saying, does Kill have a channel? I'd like to sub. He does not. <laughs> <laughs> this is his channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can see uh, me here on night, the Night Watch Zone. <laughs> right. Uh, Sunrise saying it would it would be so amazing if Marvel integrated Phantasm into the multiverse. <laughs> I'd like to see them do that. That would be crazy. Um, but then the the last part of the movie, though, I want to throw, out, and there was a couple of scenes we didn't talk about, but. Basically, uh, Jody was saying, hey, man, I got an idea. There's an old mine shaft. We can trap and kill the tall man with that. And he said, of course, he says to to Michael, stay here. And of course, we know that's not going to happen because Michael never stays where he's supposed to stay. Usually, it's a good it's thing. For, it's, yes, usually it's yeah. for the best, though. So Jody goes out to, to take care of the mine shaft, setting up the trap. And then Michael... He opens, is that scene where he opens up that door and um, the tall man is right there. And it's like, holy shit. This is like, it, it's really creepy stuff. And Angus was so creepy in those moments. But I, I'll throw it to you first, uh, Kill. When they finally, you know, the tall man is chasing Michael, basically. And we have that scene that I played in the intro where Mike's running through like these trees and stuff and he's pretty far ahead of of the tall man and then he's looking around because he doesn't know where he's at and then angus does this thing where he pops up right in front of him and does the stare down again what were you thinking of that scene i was just waiting for him to to say land shark (laughs) 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 but no once again every single time the tall man is running after anyone it's aggressive it's scary and you truly feel like this actor really is running his ass off like there is something very believable about yeah yeah Yeah. and 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 yeah i mean you have this gigantic man chasing a little kid that's once i I, you know my saying that is nightmare fuel like you were being chased by this guy absolutely you know yeah yeah what about you coriander what were you thinking of that scene I love, like I said, I love all these chase scenes. It's like he loves to chase. And he's not, if you're going to run, he's going to go after you. And he's not afraid to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I've been waiting for you. And and, and also that scene (laughs) where he was kind of just walking after Mike. He was was pulling like a Jason on him because he was just kind of walking. And he said that little monologue, you play a good game, boy but the game is yeah. over and now you die. And I'm like, wow, he's getting aggressive now. He's pissed off. 
the tall man got pissed off. He really did. Right? He did. But Mike, again, a wily kid, gutsy kid. He, the tall man is right behind him again. But Mike knows where to jump over the uh, the ditch to the mine shaft, and the tall man falls in. And then Jody like causes that that mini avalanche with all the rocks and boulders come over him. So it's like, all right, that's cool. It's over. And then it's crazy because <laughs> Jody, he's laying in bed, and you have that scene, uh, that great scene that w- that we showed earlier, where all of a sudden he, he he you don't know what's real. You don't know what's real. What what wasn't right. And he's talking about the tall man is after me. The tall man is after me. And you see that scene where he's talking to Reggie. And again, it was to me another really heartfelt moment. And Reggie was basically spilling the beans. What'd you think about that scene, Kill? I thought it was. I, I thought it was kind of sad, man. I was it just was. like, like, geez, man. Like, and, yeah. and 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 one other thing, you know, when it it switched to that, you know, where he's in the bed and so forth. Once again, I'm like, what? the hell is going on like yeah yeah was all of this a you know spoilers guys what was all this a dream yeah. was this real are we in the mm-hmm. matrix what is going on i don't know right <laughs> right yeah I, absolutely. I, 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 I don't, but but once again that's not necessarily a bad thing because right. i am here for the journey you yeah. know i don't need everything explained to me you know i'm here for yeah. the journey and absolutely. yeah yeah it was it was awesome well, and, and Reggie says, you know, that there's no tall man after you. And and uh, Mike was saying, you know, it's going to he's going to get Jody and this and that. And Reggie says, you know, Jody died in the car wreck, you know, and, and said, you've had trouble dealing with it. You haven't slept for days, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, but I'm here for you now. I'm going to take care of you. And he hugs him. And I was like, Reggie, you all right, man. Yeah. You really, mm-hmm. you know, as much as you you. Yes, you know, as much as you've liked him in this movie, you like him even more. What what were you thinking about it, Coriander? Yeah, you know, because this poor kid lost his parents, then loses this, you know, one of the most important people in his life, his brother. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's good that, and it's good that it was a close friend to, you know, to Jody, so that they'd always have memories and they could always, you know, talk about his brother. And I thought it was great. Yeah. But then all of that happens and he's like, let's hit the road, you know, get your gear together and all that. So Michael goes up into the room. This is such a great moment in horror movie history. I'm just going to say it right now because you've been through so much with this kid, right? You're following his ups and downs. You follow the fact that he lost his 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 parents. He loses a, a friend, you know, Tommy, and then he loses his brother. Right, so you feel so bad for Michael. He goes into his room to get his gear, and he shuts the door. And the way that the the scene is is set up is amazing, because also that weird music as soon as the door shuts, because he he has that mirror on the back of the door. You guys know when we used to do that, we'd have mirrors on the back of the door. He shuts the door, and who's there? Kill? Who's that guy <laughs> in the reflection? Friggin' the tall man. And of course, the, the the iconic you know moment where he just says "boy," and all of a sudden these hands come out of nowhere and grabs Michael, and he's screaming, and you hear this grunting and growling. Kill. What did you think of this stinger? This was crazy. Man, 
I, I felt I felt bad for Mikey, man. Right. You know, like all you know, his whole family, and you know, for the most part, are gone. Mm-hmm. He goes through this horrific nightmare, if if that's what it was, and come to find out, it was all a, a bad dream, bad nightmare, and then for this to happen. So it's like, all right, are you still in the dream, or is this the reality? And mm-hmm. these are questions that we better find out in the next movies. All right. Well, <laughs> well, and I will say this, you know, the, the series did go through moments of answering some things and then also asking some other things. But I do have a couple of things that we can throw out for fun facts and also answering some questions. So let's go through some fun facts. I'll I'll throw the first one out uh, for Coriander to answer and we'll just go back and forth. Kill uh, fun fact. Number one. The spheres. Yeah, those were designed by craftsman Willard Green, and he was paid a little over eleven hundred dollars for his services. And he, the oh, poor wow. man, he yeah, he died just after production completed the end, and he never get he never got to see his work. You know, on oh, the big wow. screen. Oh yeah. That sucks. Oh man. Right, because those spheres are so fucking cool. They're and iconic. Awesome. Man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, next fun fact. That creepy mausoleum. Yeah, the stone-looking interior of the mausoleum was actually constructed of plywood and marble-colored plastic contact paper. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it right? looked so real, didn't it? Yeah. It, it looked did. good. It Credit did. to those guys, man. 1979. Good for those guys, man. Yeah. All right, our next fun fact. The coffin lift. Yeah, that that's the scene where Mike sees the tall man, you know, lifting the coffin and he puts it in the hearse. And yes. that was made out of paper mache. Yeah, and it oh, had a man. rope on the side to make it easier for him to handle. Yeah, yeah Angus really sold that. He really did. He did. <laughs> All right, our next fun fact. The great Angus who? Yeah, Angus Grimm is not the actor's real name. It's Lawrence Rory Guy. Yeah, all right. Nice. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Our next one. Uh, Don's inspiration. Yeah, he got the idea for this story in a dream. And, you know, he was running down the long marble corridors. And he was pursued by a chrome sphere that had a long needle that would penetrate his skull. Yeah. Wow, man, mm. that's that's crazy, that's man. Crazy. That's some badass nightmare. Right? <laughs> that's crazy. Um, yeah. But here's a couple questions, and people, some people in the chat have been throwing these out here. Um, but these are some of the questions that a lot of people ask and talk about, and you know, we'll see if we can answer them or at least give some ideas of what we think. But my first question: What is the tuning fork room in the mausoleum? Now, from what I can tell, and you guys let me know what you think, too. It's basically just the portal. The portal to this other dimension or other planet. That's what it seems to be to me, because a lot of people always wonder about that. Yeah, it's where they're holding all his slaves, too. Yes. And they just, yeah, for whatever reason, send them through whenever they're needed or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the next question, um, how does that picture of the tall man move? You know, 
as far as and again you guys can throw out stuff if you want to the way i look at it there's two ways to look at it one the tall man is immortal he he's a he's an other otherworldly being so he can literally do anything you know alien you know he can literally do anything or you can look at it like this is michael's imagination this is his dream his nightmare you know what i'm saying so that's how i look at that what what do you think kill i think it's magic (laughs) (laughs) all right man okay our next one what are the metal spheres yeah you know some people have said different things and even don coscarelli has been a little coy about it uh, back and forth but the way i look at it is it's basically like these these sentinels for the tall man you know basically like his little protectors protectors or or guards you know some people yeah. say oh well they're like you know disembod- disembodied eyes of the tall man and stuff like that and later on in the series they give you a little insight onto what the spheres are as well but to me the easiest answer is just that they're the extension of the tall man you know his guards um real man was saying another funny thing about the spheres the wire rig for the spheres fly kept malfunctioning so every time we see them fly that's actually the prop man throwing them past the camera like a baseball <laughs> yeah nice yeah. yeah i heard about that too yeah good yeah. one man good one uh let's see what's our next one why steal dead bodies well he needed slaves he needed yeah. slaves and those were the easiest bodies yeah. to get because they're dead exactly yeah. What were you going to say, Coriander? That, that's exactly right. Just what you were saying. Yeah. yeah, and as Michael said in the movie, they have to be crushed because of the gravity shift in the other world, the other planet, the other dimension, or whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, Michael, he's always following Jody. Okay? <laughs> I mean... Look, man, I know my little brother used to do that type That's of thing. That's what they do, exactly, man. That is what they do, right, Kill? No, I'm just joking. I'm messing with you. Man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love you, man. But but, but I think what it is, you get a sense of it at the end when Reggie says, you know, Jody died in that car wreck. And it's almost like we know that there's portions of this movie that is a dream. You know, maybe all of it, maybe most of it maybe half of it. Regardless, I think it's basically uh, giving you a sense of how Michael envisions his connection to Jody. Like, he has to protect him so he doesn't die. You know, and I think that's basically what that represents. You know what I'm saying? What do you, what do you think, Kill? You think that's it? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I think the one thing, and, and I, I'm not sure if they actually said how long ago the parents passed away. But it still seems like it's recent enough yeah. that, you know, Jody is all Mike has left, and that's yep. his big brother. He idolizes him, probably looks at, looks up to him, yep. and and it didn't look like Mike had a lot of other friends. Right. Yep. You know, so yeah. Absolutely. Um, our next one, is the whole movie a dream? You know, <laughs> and, and some people say the whole thing is a dream. You know, and some people say it's not. What do you think, Coriander? You know, when aliens come to the Earth and they take you, is it, does it really happen or is it a dream, you know? So <laughs> that is the whole question. Is it? Mm. I, I can't answer that question because okay. 
I don't friggin' know. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about you, Kill? You know, after watching this movie, and I watched it like one and a half times because I just needed to rewatch <laughs> certain scenes. Nice. I don't know, dude. I, yeah. I really don't know. And 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 in a way, I kind of liked it. I don't know because it's yes. kind of a breath of fresh air, not knowing every little aspect of a movie, or you know, the whole movie is given away in the trailer. Yeah. So yeah, I I have no idea what's going on, but I'm loving it. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I absolutely agree with that answer. You know, it's 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 so it's so up for debate and perception. You know what I'm saying? But that's what's that's the beauty of it. It really is the beauty of it. Uh, our last one: Who or what is the tall man? Look, man. All I know. Yeah, I mean, he's an alien, but he's like he he's he's not like a you know a grunt alien. He's like he's like the 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 shifter alien. Yeah. Well, shapeshifter for sure, but he's got a game plan. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He's like he's pulling the strings from wherever he, he is, plays man. So. for something, yeah, man. Yeah, man. He's he's like the he mastermind. He's going from town to town. I don't want to get yeah. ahead, but right, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, Neil was saying, "Is the whole thing a dream?" I'll give you a different answer every time I watch it. Exactly, <laughs> it's very true. It's very true because over the years, there's times when I've thought one way or the other, or shifting it by percentage, you know, because I'm trying to, you know, see the little clues. But like I said, when he left uh, the grandmother's place, I think they basically gave a lot of it away by saying, "This is all in your mind," you know, and it's like that's how the movie plays, and I think that's exactly what it is. So. Anyways, guys, that's it for Phantasm. Such a great movie. One of my favorite horror movies of all time. And one of the strangest, but yet cr- most creative horror films I think I've ever seen. And and what I mean by that, too, is there's other odd or weird horror movies out there. But usually they don't have, like, the heart of a, 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 like this movie does. And they don't hold up as well. They're just odd to be odd. This is weird and odd, but it's like part of the story. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to describe it, but yeah, if you're a fan fits. of this movie, you know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And the movie originally was three hours long, you wow. know? And they, they cut this movie pretty much in half. And I think that also adds to the surreal vibe to the movie. So it's a fantastic yeah. movie. If you, if you haven't seen it, like our friend Eric... You should check it out if you haven't watched it in a long time. Like Kill, you gotta watch it. It's it's a good watch. It really is. So, anyways, uh, we will catch you guys later. Please give the video a like that helps support the channel. We'd really appreciate it. Also, leave a comment in the comment section down below. Let us know what you think of Phantasm. What are some of your favorite movies? What do you think of the Tall Man and Angus and stuff like that? That'd be a great conversation to have. We'll be back talking about Phantasm too. So. Sit tight. We'll catch you guys later. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you are the Night Watch. Peace out, guys. Peace.